You know, there comes a time in every season where the team, the fans, the players, just everyone involved has to realize the season just ain't going to be it. Have the Bulls reached that part of their season, considering this loss to the New York Knicks, two back-to-back losses to the Knicks in their third in a row? We're going to talk about that, plus dive in the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And you, you, you know what it is at this point. The Chicago Bulls gave another fucking pathetic effort. Let's just start there, right? If, if, if we're not going to keep sugarcoating anything with this team. This team is pathetic. The effort that they gave against the Knicks, considering their second uh, game in the row at home against this same team, and they just did not seem prepared. The New York Knicks seemed like a better prepared team. I said it. The first half was pretty good. The Bulls played a pretty solid first half, even being down by five in that first half. The second half, the second half of this game was utterly pathetic from the Chicago Bulls. There were, there's, it just, it's utterly pathetic. The best thing when you're on your home court and the best thing about that game is Bulls fans chanting MVP to respect the great Derrick Rose and not the players on this team. It shows you the Bulls gave up a huge loss to this team, to this team, a over 20 point deficit at home against a team that you played in back-to-back games. Not back-to-back nights, but back-to-back games. It, this is not going to cut it from this team. Every team comes in here and sh- and just looks much better than the Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine, 7 of 12, giving 17 points. DeMar DeRozan, 14 points. It's not going to cut it. Nikola Vucevic didn't even register double-digit rebounds or double-digit points. It's not going to cut it. It's not cutting. The way that this team is playing right now is disrespectful to them. It's disrespectful to us. It's disrespectful disrespectful to that front office. The way that the coaching staff is coaching is utter crap and bull. As I said those words in reverse ways, but nonetheless, you know what I mean. This team is pathetic. That's just the way it is. We have reached the point. I said it, right? I said that we were going to, I gave this team until the end of November, and I said I was going to reevaluate them then. And then considering the stretch that they had coming up, I said, all right, let's wait. Let's see if they can get to 500 by Christmas. It's over with, right? And I'm not saying the season is over with. Could this still be a team that finds a way, gets some motivation, and finds a way to turn it around? Yes, there is still an absolute chance to that. But it doesn't look like it's coming anytime soon by the lack of urgency, the lack of heart. Like We're back to questioning this team's heart, right? That's what I've said. I, I can take a team that is scrappy, plays well, plays with some heart, and just does not have the talent sometimes to win games, right? If that was the case, welcome back to the Scott Skiles area. Era, area, era. I can completely understand that. But this is not where we're at with this team. It's just not where we're at. The, it, this team has no heart. This team is pathetic. And it, it, it's even echoed by the comments from Zach Levine, Billy Donovan, and DeMar DeRozan when you look at it. Billy Donovan had this to say. I do think individually DeMar and Vooch and Zach have some resolve. There's pride there. It's not about those three guys. It's about our collective resolve and spirit. And our collective resolve and spirit, in my opinion, needs to be better. Well, fuck, Billy. All right. How you, you're, the, you're the head coach of the Chicago Bulls. How are you going to motivate this team? Levine, highest paid player in Chicago Bulls history, has this to say. I have confidence in myself and my teammates because we put the work in. If you doubt it, you shouldn't be here. Obviously, these are tough times. We're not trying to play like this. But if you do, you got to own it and try to play better. Okay. Well, Zach, 
I'm sorry, but 17 points and a losing effort ain't it. In 30 minutes, it's not like you didn't play some some heavy minutes. That's not going to cut it, Zach. DeMar says this, we got to get tired of having this feeling and not competing and losing like this, especially on our home court. It's not ideal where we're at, but hey, great stories start with some sort of tragedy. So DeMar DeRozan, you understand that this team is a fucking uh, uh, tragedy? That's what you understand. You understand that we're sitting here witnessing a tragedy of a sports team, DeMar. That's what you understand. You're part of the problem, too. I've said it before. This team says all the right things. This team says the things that will make you think, oh, they about to turn it around. They understand what the the moment is. But when you watch them play, they don't. They don't. Listen, I came in here today. Right, I didn't do a post-game show uh, last night because I was way too frustrated. Way too frustrated. But then I had to, re- I had to realize. I woke up today, getting ready to start this. I turned off on all the lights in the studio. I'm like, I'm about to go in on this team. Petty Roosevelt is about to be out full force. And then I realized this team ain't even worth the effort of Petty Roosevelt. It's not worth the effort of that. It's not worth getting that upset. It's not worth having Petty Roosevelt go off on every member of the team because you know what? This team just ain't. It's not even worth my my anger at this point me giving the anger to this team would be giving this team too much energy right now this team is pathetic this team is sad this team it, you're paying too much money to players that aren't performing at the level you should be able to expect from them you have a coach that you extended that is not coaching to the level let's talk about how billy donovan was completely out coached and outplayed by by tom thibodeau in this game when you look at the coaches one of the coaches looked like a, a coach that understood hey we're playing the same team on back-to-back games. We're going to have an even better game playing in the second game. There was one coach that understood the assignment there. That coach was Tom Thibodeau. Billy Donovan can say all they want about resolve. Where's your resolve, Billy? Where's your resolve? Your jaw's pretty strong from chewing all that damn gum out there, but you know what? The joke I was about to make, I'm not even going to make it again. This team ain't worth the Petty Roosevelt effort today. What this team is giving, or lack thereof giving consistently, has to change, and until it does, listen, everybody got to be on the chopping block. I'm not, and again, I'm not saying it's still unlikely, much to many Bulls fans' dismay, that it's not going, this team is not going to be blown up completely. But you have to start looking at some things, and some of our voicemails get into that as well. So that's it. We're going to get off that. This team's pathetic. We're going to get off that. That's that's my thoughts. For those that were asking, wondering where the post game was, what were my thoughts after the, the second loss to the New York? Well, you lost to the Knickerbocker on back-to-back games at home. That right there is enough disrespect to the Chicago Bulls fan base that this team needs to figure it the hell out. But let's get into the voicemails. Let's jump into that. It's Saturday. You know what that means. It's a mailbag day. This uh, this weekend, these weekend episodes are meant to be more about you guys than it is about anything else. Let's get into these voicemails. This first one, this one's from Tim. What's up, Ace? Tim calling in. And I got a submission for the mailbag this week. And it really just kind of gets your thoughts on perspective for the Bulls at this moment. So I think a misconception a lot of people had is the team was built to win now, when really I think the team was built to establish credibility and retain Zach, right? So the biggest criticism of Zach and his game is his defense and his IQ. So it seems to me the front office may very well be aware of that, and they see the potential in him, and they want him to overcome challenges and adversity and become a leader following DeMar, late game situations and all that. And really, with the foundation being not really an ideal squad. So essentially, when most of his contract is up, he'll understand how to win. He'll understand how to go through the levels and train 
and all that stuff, and be a superstar level player. And by that time, there should be an ideal team in place around him. So that's kind of my misconception that I see a lot of people having about the team. And the other thing is really DeMar is is somebody that has helped this team in many ways, especially teaching the young guys, you know, the 5 a.m. workouts with Pat, really just teaching the young guys how to be pros and, and be the best that they can when they're on the floor. But I don't think we will be making steps into a win-now era or scenario until he takes a step back or is gone or takes some kind of lesser role on the team. Just because the younger guys are selfless, they can play both sides of the ball, I.O., Pat, presumably Dalen, and that seems to be the kind of team the front office is looking to build. Versatile, switchable, play both ends, selfless, move the ball, pretty much kind of replicate what Boston did over their time of building their team and establishing that culture. So right now I would say we're in an established credibility phase, but that's that's my thought. Just want to get some feedback and, uh, you know, shout out for keeping the contact engaging as always. I'm not really around as much as I was last season, but always keeping in touch and trying to watch when I can and support and comment when I can. So, Appreciate it, and uh, see Red Joe. All right, so Tim brings up and says that the Bulls fans have a common misconception that this Bulls team was not built to win now. And I'm going to push back on that a little bit. I do, you guys know, I've been saying, when people say that the Bulls' window for a championship was the, the bringing in of DeMar, that's, I don't think this team was built to be a championship team now, but this team was built, built to win now, meaning to be a, a team that has more wins and losses, to be a team that you can bet on being on the playoffs. You were right to say that this team was built to prove to Zach that this front office was going to do enough to, to to put around him to get into the playoffs. That is what this team was built for. This team wasn't built right now at this point to be a championship team. But even that, right, the team was built to win now, and they have the talent to win now. They're not winning. You're 11-17 and 17 on the season. And, you know, to also Tim's point, Bulls hoping that Zach, Zach Levine would be a better player by now, that he's going to learn from DeMar, that he's going to do this. The thing that I'm going to present here and the thing that I took from this I love DeMar DeRozan. Let me be clear here. What he's brought in the fourth quarter last season, what he's brought in second halves, sometimes in some games this season, sometimes in some games uh, this season, it's not easily replaced. But we have to start asking ourselves, is DeMar DeRozan, while he's helping the team win some games, is he hurting the development of players more by them just not having the opportunities with the ball in their hands? Patrick Williams in this game against the Knicks. Another double-digit point game. Three uh, assists, one rebound only. Um, only one personal foul. He had a plus minus of negative 30, which is wild. But all the starters, all the starters, by the way, had, had uh, plus minuses of negative 20 or more, which is wild. That's just not going to cut it. Um, but you have to start asking, like, what is having such a ball dominant player in DeMar DeRozan on this team? What does it do? Right? What is it? it? It'd be different if the Bulls were winning games. Last season, when the Bulls were winning games, you really don't think about player development. Again, Patrick Williams wasn't in there for most that season, so you had players that you weren't necessarily looking to develop. Io was developing as a rookie, but his development wasn't like at the forefront because he was a second-round drafted rookie um, who was not expected to be even a heavy part of the Bulls rotation that worked himself into being a heavy part and then became the starter when Lonzo went down. And so you weren't necessarily thinking and focusing on the development of Io last season, but you come into this season. I always said this, the bet on continuity was also a bet 
on, hey, we need to see this these young guys develop some. We have to start asking ourselves and looking. While DeMar has been demarvelous at times, and that and those times are becoming less and less frequent themselves also, is DeMar in the, high, in the heavy isolation basketball hurting the development of other players? You have to start asking yourself this. And we have another voicemail later on about Dale and Terry, so I'll wait to get into that piece then. But we do have to start asking ourselves that question. And as we near the trade deadline, that may be a question. I'm not saying that it is for sure, and I'm not saying that it's likely. Again, I'm still saying that it's unlikely the Bulls make a super huge move. But it may be time to start asking those questions, and hopefully Acme is also asking those questions and evaluating going forward what they need and want to see from this team. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one is from my favorite and many of your guys' favorite. This is from Goon, a.k.a. Teresa. Hey, hey, this is Teresa, a.k.a. Goon. You know what it is. Um, Good morning. Hey, I was just watching your podcast. Hey, everything you said, I'm going with it because every time we get on some type of problem, every time one game, they doing well, we'll get on problem, we all get up on the next game, they come out like they don't give a fuck. So ain't no taking up for the Bulls no more. I, I don't even know what to say. I don't trust the Bulls no more. I don't believe in the Bulls no more. Until I see this shit on the scoreboard, until I see this shit on motherfucking wax, I don't know if we can go above 500. Because one, one game we playing like we superstars, the next game we playing like we grammar schools. So the Bulls, I'm confused. They confused. They got me confused. I don't know where they stand at right now. I, I don't know where they trying to be at. I don't know where they even trying to even go to. So all this shit. I don't know. Just like, uh, what's her name? What's that bitch name on, uh, ESPN? Mikkel, Makila, whatever her fucking name is. Content, Kendrick Perkins, going in on the boys the other night. So when New York game go off, they want to clean the fuck in on the boys. Hey, we doing to ourselves. We can't get mad because what the media saying about us. Do something about it. Stop these motherfuckers for talking. Shut them the fuck up. Other than that. If y'all will continue playing like this, we're not going to nobody play off. We, we ain't going to the play in. So, Y'all go walk y'all ass like this motherfucker. No, I don't know where the boys at. Hey, I don't know. I, I ain't. I can't even cuss them out no more. I'm so fed up with that. I'm, I'm so irritated. I'm so tired. I'm, this shit is embarrassing. I have no more energy for the boys. I have no more energy for this shit. Like the games come on, I just come to y'all shit just to kick and get drunk with y'all because watching the boys game, I'm gonna be pissed the fuck off. I can't. I, I just can't sit back and watch full team lose like this when I know we got potential. I know damn well we play better than what we playing. But since everybody acting like they don't give a fuck, coaches don't give a fuck. AK and Mark want to see in the office want to play motherfucking man games and shit. Fuck them. Hey, it is what it is. Either y'all go win, y'all win, y'all win, y'all don't, y'all don't. I'm, that's the attitude. I gotta fuck you, attitude. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home. Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. When it comes down to Chicago Bulls, bro, I can't, I can't hype them up no more. They, 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 every time we hype them up, they, they, they give them the fans the fuck you sound. They, they don't give a fuck how they come out and play. They don't give a fuck about what nobody's saying about them. They just don't give a fuck. 
So they don't give a fuck. Why should the fans give a fuck? All right, hey, continue your day. I'm going to continue, man. Happy Friday. I'm going to see you at the game time. And Teresa hits on something that a lot of Bulls fans are feeling right now, and that is not trusting the Chicago Bulls. And that's just not the players. That's the coaches. That's the front office to an extent. Um, That's ownership. Like, there's a lot of distrust in this franchise. And I know some people will say, well, let's put it in perspective. Where were the Bulls three seasons ago? Are we not in a better place than what we were there? And this is what I'm going to say to this, right? And this may surprise some people. The the Nikola Vucevic trade, while I still do understand why it happened, why it happened at the time, and I understand why the Bulls made it, and I still think, hey, that if you you needed to make the first step in improving this team, but I know some Bulls fans are going to say, well, would Vooch have come if I mean, would Demar have come if it wasn't for Vooch being here and all that? Nobody else was offering Demar money. I still think he would have come. But you have to realize and ask yourself this: you gave up, if nothing else. Three future young assets in Window Carter, the draft pick that became Franz Wagner, not guaranteed that the Bulls would have drafted him, and then this upcoming draft pick this season as well. And with that being said, when you when you give up that type of of assets in a move that is and your team's not a surefire playoff team at that point, like we we can't we can't bet on this team being a playoff team to Goon's point. We can't bet on this team saying, can the Bulls even get un- over 500 was Goon's question. And you have to look at the move. Like, if the Bulls did not make that trade, let's say they still did bring in DeMar. Lonzo Ball was probably still coming here as well. Let's say those two things still do go down. You are, you then have a young core, the young players that still need some development of Wendell, who still, again, I still think Vooch is the better player than Wendell Carter. Of course, Wendell has the better upside. Keep in mind, Wendell... The opportunities he's getting in Orlando, he would have never gotten here. But then you also have to look at, let's say the Bulls did draft Franz Wagner. Let's say that this season still did go the way that it is in a draft that's deep, and the Bulls could have had their own first-round pick outright. And then, again, I've compared this team a lot to the 2007-2008 Chicago Bulls. And the difference between that team and this team is, that team went 33-49, and but they owned their own first-round pick and got lucky, got the number one overall pick that became Derrick Rose. This team, not to say that they would have gotten that lucky, um, uh, and then end up with Wimbiana, but then you still own your own future. If you do have a season where you wet the bed, you can easily look at it and say, hey, this season sucked. We got to retool, but guess what? In that, we got a top 10 pick. We got a top five. God forbid the number one overall pick. The the the, the longer that the, the this type of struggles continue with the Bulls, you have to reevaluate that trade. Like I always say, you look at trades, how they happen then. You you continually monitor them, but it's it, it could take years before you really look and see who won a certain trade. And as this continues to develop and the Bulls continue to struggle, struggle, you got to look at it like, damn, man, damn. Like, that could be a move that we look back on five years from now and just think, geez. And keep in mind, that same Orlando Magic team that is now, because before I said something about the Orlando Magic, I can't remember somebody in the comments was like, well, are the Orlando Magic actually that good? They're two games behind the Chicago Bulls right now. Two games behind the Chicago Bulls, and I believe have they won the last five games straight? You got to start looking at things like that. But to Goon's point, yeah, you can't trust this team. This team is is pitiful. It's a pitiful-ass team. Um, And the frustrations are just at the all-time high for me with this team, and it's just because I can deal with the team that didn't have the talent and was losing. This team does have talent. This team has one of the, a, a, a good head coach as well that is sucking at his job right now. Like, it's... It's so much going on with this team. But thank you for sending in that voicemail, Goon. You know, Goon is our spirit animal here at Chicago Bulls Central. Let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Ricky Carroll. What up, man? It's Ricky Carroll. How you doing, bro? Sitting here watching the game is just wonderful. Yeah, you guys saying the same thing, I see. Can't you guys see that they know the, the Bulls are okay? 
when the Bulls go to the basket, you see how they cover and everything, covering the corners and everything, waiting for the ball to get there. And the Bulls need to stop going to the basket and passing the ball out for the three points when you're already there. A sure two beat be a maybe three anytime. And the Bulls don't have them type of players that hit threes. So when they get to the basket, they really need to be laying that ball up. Um, ain't no point, no fingers to be pointed at tonight. They know the Bulls offense. Anybody can't see that, man. I don't understand. They know exactly what the Bulls gonna do. They know exactly who gonna pass the ball and who's gonna shoot it. You know, I hear you guys saying all the scenarios about what's going on and why the Bulls losing games and overtime. And you tell me that you don't want to put it all on Billy, then who else you going to put it on? You don't want to put it on Zach? He can't make no. He don't seem to be doing anything too much wrong to people here in Chicago because he can score a lot of points. Mondo Rosa, he didn't pass. He passed the ball. Look what happened. They're down what? They're down 20, down 15, 14. I'm not saying that he shouldn't have passed the ball, but when you pass the ball a lot, this what happens. At least when they lose, they lose close. And your boy Zach, I ain't got nothing to say. They go to the basket like they're scared, man. <laughs> okay, all of them. They go to the basket like they're scared. Everybody comes in the Bulls gym and shoot like they're at home. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. Before I go, punk-ass referees. Peace. All right, you guys know, uh, Ricky has a lot of takes that um, are kind of in the in their tunnel vision takes at times. But I will say this, like, the offense being predictable from the Chicago Bulls, absolutely true. I said it, and that's why I said it earlier. Tom Thibodeau had this Chicago Bulls offense figured out. He, he looked like a coach that was playing the same team in games back-to-back, and he was prepared for it. Now, to Ricky Carroll's point of the Bulls need to go, uh, when they go to the basket, they need to not pass out of it. Well, collapsing the defense is a just a bare-bones part of basketball. You want to collapse the defense, get to open shooters. The Bulls aren't hitting their shots. They're shooting terribly. And that that is the biggest issue with this. And, you know, to even Ricky Carroll's point, the Bulls didn't shoot the three ball ter- terribly, even in this game and not in the last in the game prior. The Bulls shot 40% from three-point range. They were 12 of 30 in this game. Do you want to see that a little bit better? But 40% from three-point range is pretty okay, right? You want to collapse the defense. Now, would I like to see people try to finish around, specifically Zach Levine? Of course, but everybody's not finishers on this team. So, you know, it, it's it's kind of the, one of those two-fold things. Completely see where you're coming from with this one, Ricky. But, you know, we... we I don't know, man. Like, it's this team is just extremely, extremely freaking frustrating is all I can say to that. All right, let's get into this voicemail. Let's, this next one's from Shay. What's up, ladies? You already know who it is. I ain't even saying my name on this one. Look, I know everybody's screaming, trade this, trade tomorrow, trade Zach, and whatnot. But let me tell you something. A trade won't help the team. You know what will help the team? Paying attention to details and practice. Working on your passing so you won't turn the ball over as much. Watching film to see what you did wrong. That's what I think would probably help this team. I feel like this team is, let's say it plain and simple, this team just is too tip for tatty. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to shots. Think about it. You got our two stars, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, taking dumb shots and not moving the ball, and then it's just so discombobulated. Now, don't get me wrong. The New York Knicks are kind of discombobulated, too, a little bit of offense, but one thing about them, they play good defense. I feel like this team is a little bit too offensive-based with how this team is being run, and that's a coaching, that's probably a coaching thing. I feel like if this team would just establish themselves as a defensive first team, I guarantee you, you probably will see much better results. 
tonight. You know what I'm saying? Because we've been in a lot of these games this year. I know we've lost 18 out of the 18. I know we're 18 and 11, but, you know, we've been in a lot of these games. So I feel like it's more of a pay attention to details and giving that effort for 48 minutes than more times than not. Anyway, tell me what you think. Peace. I think Shay contradicted himself a little bit here. Right. He says a trade won't help the Bulls. Hey, that's you, you can't say that. You just can't say that. And then you if you go in and say if you start by saying your trade can't help the Bulls and then you point out all the things that are wrong with the team. Guess what changes if you do make a trade? Some of those things. I get it. And it's it's good to hear. And even the Bulls say, oh, we just got to work on the details. We got to do this. Listen, you can say shit like that all day. But at the end of the day, this roster construction leaves much to be desired, even if you are high on some of the players on this team, which Shea is a very high player on Nikola Vucevic, rightfully so. Like I've said, Vuce is still a top 10 center in this league. But to say a trade won't help the team, I think it's short-sighted. I think, but I also think it's short-sighted for fans that think, oh, we just need to blow it up. It's something in between there. The, the right trade can help this team tremendously. Uh, uh, this right trade can help bring in some different energy. A right trade can help do some things that free up the ball for other people. It's easy to keep saying this team just needs to work on the details, but guess what? Sometimes you need to realize that the answer may not be on this roster. Yeah, you have the potential to say, hey, we're going to correct it. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. There's always potential to that, but it becomes less and less likely as the season goes on. So to say this, a trade won't help the Bulls, I got to disagree. It depends on what trade they do make. A lot of the trades that Bulls fans in the comments here suggest won't help the Bulls, but there are trades and maneuvers that the Bulls could do to drastically help this team. If it's the right one, we got to hope that AK and Eversley are looking out for that and then make that right trade if they do decide to make a trade. I do think, like I said before, and I've said consistently, a major trade as far as like blowing it all up, going full young, full rebuild, that's not coming. I tell you guys this right now, a full rebuild is not coming. If you're getting your hopes up on that, I don't mean to slash them, but when, I, when it becomes true, just remember I said it. It's not coming. But, you know, that's my thoughts on that. Shay, thank you for sending in the voicemail. Let's get into this last one. This one's from Eastside Buck. Eastside Buck again. Like you say, at this point, man, let the intern play, man. I'm not saying that, you know, but the way they effing up, might as well let Dalen get in the game and see what he can do. Because, I mean, Lord, these dudes, man, they ain't playing with no heart. And they not playing on both sides of the ball at all times, man. I just don't get it, bro. And pass the ball, Damar. He want to live at the free throw line all the time. That's cool. But not all the time, bro. You see Kobe doing his thing, man. Pass the ball. Then Billy Donovan, he ain't figured out a rotation yet, for real. I don't understand why they... That took uh, uh I'm so man, I can't even get the boy name out, man. Uh 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 shit. Caruso out the game. They had a good thing going, they gonna snatch Caruso out. I'm just see where bro. Hey, I'm on the late let Dalen play bandwagon all like we're not winning games. You're just not winning games. The Dalen brings energy, he brings defense, he brings playmaking, all things that we can use right now. Um, not to say that Billy Donovan necessarily trusts him to do a lot of the playmaking type things right now at this stage of his career, but you want to start cultivating and developing that. And Daly Terry's been killing it down in the G League when he does play down there. You can tell the different level of play that he gets out of certain players. And I would say even Marco to an extent as well. You got to sink or swim with Marco. At this point, right, where the Bulls season is, 
it's like, hey, man, I get it. We can still turn it around. We're 28 games into the season, but at some point, you just got to look at it and be like, hey, man, we're probably going to be a 500 team. And at this season, at this point, with where the where the Eastern Conference and the NBA is, a 500 team is probably not going to get you into the play. And it may. Maybe you can sneak in, but the Bulls have to do some serious improvements between now and then. My dog tries to get my attention. Um, but, yeah, I, I like – Dalen needs to play. At this point, I do feel that Dalen Terry needs to play. And the point that you brought up as far as Kobe White turning around, yeah, Kobe White is starting to put pieces of his game together, right? The shooting is still kind of hit or miss. He's always, I think, going to be a streaky shooter, but he's he's rebounding the ball better. He's playing better defense. He has better awareness. He's passing the ball better. He's getting to the lane a little bit better. He's cutting down the turnovers as well. Kobe White is showing some growth and development, and I do think that you know, when you have younger players that still need to put it, keep in mind, Kobe, Kobe White's only 22 years old. When you have players that young, you, you, you have to give them opportunity to succeed, to really grow their game. And Kobe has gotten it. When Kobe's healthy, he gets minutes, period, point blank. And you know why that is? That's because they realize that if you do get the game where Kobe White's hot, it completely changes the dynamic for the Chicago Bulls. I do think Daylon Terry can have that same, a little bit less as a rookie, of course, games where he, really changes the outlook of some games because of his defense, because of his playmaking, because of the energy. I would love to see Dalen Terry get more minutes on this team. I do think he needs it. And as the Bulls uh, season continues to go in the toilet, that that those voices that say play Dalen Terry need to get louder and louder and louder because what are you not playing him for? That's just my opinion. You guys can let me know what you think on that topic and all the other topics down below. If you're on the podcast side, I'll tell you how to get in your thoughts, either voicemail or email, but make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See Red. And peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.